The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting a Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look, an in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Over the shoulder pass, Io to Georgie. Thought about a three, instead puts it on the deck, goes around, go and laid it in. <laughs> I like it. Line with a man advantage. Here is Dosumu for three, and he got it. <laughs> Illinois up big. Io to Demonte oh, Williams. Nice. Oh, alley oh. Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Good evening, everybody. Hope you are warm. Illinois basketball tonight on the road against the Minnesota Golden Gophers up in Minneapolis, where it's even colder, if you can believe it. But the Illini looking to stay hot after a nice win against Maryland on Saturday in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Tonight, they look to sweep the season series against the Minnesota Golden Gophers and do something they haven't done in 10 years. That's win back-to-back games away from home as well as they could also move up in the standings, which could help impact seedings in the Big Ten tournament. But most importantly, Lauren Tate, the Illini looking to sustain some progress that they have shown with some good back-to-back performances. Well, I think, uh, yes, I think that the, the game, uh, particularly the finish, Illinois have had problems finishing all season long. They finished 12, 20 and 8, 20 points to 8 points in Madison Square Garden against Maryland. That's a, that's a big step forward. Because what we've seen is they, how many losses do they have this season, uh, if I could keep track of 14. It. 14 losses. Ten of those games, Illinois led or tied in the second half. So they didn't finish. So that, that, that tells you that uh, if they can get over that hump of reaching that last five to ten minutes and, and can put on a move, really what happened in, in, the, in the Maryland game was Maryland just quit scoring. They only had three field goals in the last 12 minutes. The Illini 6-14 overall, 2-7 and seven in Big Ten play. One of those wins against Minnesota. The Golden Gophers 15-5 and five and 5-4 five and four at home. This is probably, uh, they are probably considered a bubble team right now, so they have a lot riding on this game as they want to get back into winning ways. Let's go up to the Twin Cities here for a moment. Brian Barnhart, play-by-play voice, of course, joins us now and uh, assume you have avoided the outdoors, Brian. Yeah, it's been uh, very uh, short spurts, I can tell you that. From the, <laughs> from the bus to the hotel last night, to the arena, to back to the bus, to off the bus to the hotel, and back here again. So, yes, I haven't – Doug ventured out a couple of minutes. He went a couple more minutes than I did. And Brad and uh, his wife went out uh, last night for about five minutes, and that was all they could take. So, it was, uh, it was bitter, bitter cold. Very few people moving around downtown today. Any idea – on the attendance that might be there tonight because of this cold? I don't know. We've talked to people that have said both ways. They said, uh, one, uh, Coach Underwood thought they'd have cabin fever and they'd want to 
you know, they want to get out and do something. And uh, this is kind of a community gathering. The Gophers have been playing pretty well overall, including a, a win over Iowa in their most recent game. So um, I don't know. I, it's, I, I think it's a coin flip. Uh, we'll have to see here once they open the doors as to a sense of how quickly they fill in the seats because it still seats, I think, 14,000. Uh, whether we have near that or not, we'll see. But, um, you know, it's a nice warm place to be with a lot of your friends, so there may be more than we think. Hey, Brian, how do you figure a game when Illinois beats them so badly at home, yet they, you know they're a better team than that? You mentioned 15-5. and five, They won most of their games. How do, how do you figure a game like this? Well, I've asked the coaches that, actually. I've asked Orlando Antigua, who scouted the game today, and I've asked Brad about it. You know, you've, they've been on both sides of it where you just clobber a team the first time. Well, you know, and they've told the team over and over again today uh, and last night at the shoot-arounds and the different practices, you know, Minnesota's going to come out swinging. You know, they, didn't, they are not going to forget what happened in Champaign, how embarrassed they were, what that locker room felt like. So you can expect they're expecting an early surge from Minnesota, uh, and Illinois' uh, big job is to respond to that effectively and not, you know, let that early spurt become uh, too big a margin to spend the rest of the night digging out of. So... Yeah, the psychology is interesting because, you know, Richard Pitino has reminded his guys of what happened. They were all embarrassed by it. And yet, as Brad Underwood's team played uh, almost a flawless game, uh, they're going to have to be ready to counterpunch in a big way real fast. Uh, Jordan Murphy has 1,150 rebounds in his career. He got three against Illinois the other day. How do you hold a guy that – how do you hold him down again? You and I are thinking alike today, Lauren. Uh, I've asked those same questions. Uh, Georgie did a great job on him last uh, ball game. Yeah. They had some help on him as well. They frustrated him. They uh, He got in foul trouble. That didn't help. But, I mean, since then, I think he's – I forget, one game I think he had 20 rebounds. He's had back-to-back games of 11, uh, the co-Big Ten player of the week for all of that. And I don't know if you can do it twice, but uh, they expect a big game out of him. But let's see if Illinois' strategy works as well as it did the first time. Yeah, I suppose you have to mix things up a little bit when you just saw somebody so close, too. All right, Brian, I know you got to get ready. We'll hear you at the top of the hour. Appreciate you checking in. Okay. Talk to you soon. That's Brian Barnhart up at Williams Arena, the barn, Illinois and Minnesota, tip at 8 o'clock or a little bit after. And, of course, we've got the postgame show for you, late night cold version as well. Lauren and I have more for you when we come back. We'll bring you our keys to the game along the way. Coach's Corner with Orlando Antigua as well. Stay with us. Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one investment firm in the People's Choice Award. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate here with you as we make our way towards tip-off tonight. The late-night game again for the Illini on a Wednesday. Minnesota is the opponent. The Illini trying to sweep the series against the Gophers. They did that back in 2016 and get back-to-back road wins and Boy, last night, three ball games again. You just It is hard to win on the road in the Big Ten, isn't it? It really is. But I, I want to tell you something about uh, Minnesota that I find very interesting. They split two games early, you know, those two early games that everybody played. They lost to Ohio State and beat Nebraska. So they were one and one. Then they get into the games, that you know, the regular season here. Here's how it went. 
win, loss, win, lost Illinois, win, loss, win, they are due to lose. lose. <laughs> like the pattern there. <laughs> they have never won two in a row. Isn't that something? That's called analytics right there, folks. That is analytics. <laughs> That's deep stuff. Tevian Jones, of course, had the big breakout game uh, this Saturday. Uh, the Illini freshman as a wing. Uh, having a career performance for him. Trent Frazier, his teammate, impressed. Oh, it was huge for us, you know. Um, it, made a, it made the defense uh, uh, challenging because, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't really um, help on our roles and stuff like that. So, but um, for Tev to come in and step up and make some big shots like that for that um, really helped us um, win that game. I was happy for him, you know. I told him that. Um, I told him he got to keep working. Um, he knows how important he is to this team. And, um, he, he stepped up a lot, you know. He's been he's been challenging guys in practice every day, going at he, going at us, and um, I think that's helping us. And you know, like I said before, this team is, you know, we work we work so hard, you know, um, and I, I think it's starting to reward us. And so um, we just got to continue to work hard, and, you know, just keep playing hard and do what we do. I don't know if it's really a surprise or just it came out this late for Tevian Jones because he missed those eight ball games due to the suspension. Well, Minnesota doesn't know anything about him. He played just seven minutes against him the first time. I mean, look, once you're a marked man, it's a different game. Frazier's finding that out. Frazier wasn't a marked man so much last year, but this year he is. And it's a, it's a lot tougher for him to score. I'd like to see him break out with 28 like he did against Missouri, but I know each game that he goes out there in the Big Ten that he's heavily scouted and um, somebody else has to take over. It's interesting in, the, in, in, the, in recent games how different guys have stepped up, and when Georgie couldn't score so much in Madison Square Garden, then, then you had other guys, particularly Feliz, I thought played a terrific game, and you mentioned Jones. And, of course, DeSuma had his streak in the first half that kept Illinois in the ballgame. It's just it, it goes in spurts, and it's really hard to judge. I don't know what to think about Jones. Well, one thing about Trent Frazier, it, Brad Underwood has assigned him to – guard the best guy on the other side, and he's really praised his defense. Mm -hmm. That's impacted maybe the scoring, though. Been our best defender all year. And, uh, you know, I think that Trent's got great feel. He's got great instincts. And then he's tireless. People have no idea how exhausting it is to face guard and chase a guy like Anthony Cowan around. And when you see late in the game, Cowan's, Cowan's tired. And Trent's still face guarding him, wearing him out. Now, does that take away from Trent offensively? Probably a little bit. He hit the two threes to get us going in the second half, and uh, and then really it was it was Dre and Io and Tev doing a lot of the offensive stuff. But we would not have won had Trent not done his his part defensively. And he's just uh, he's tenacious, he's ferocious, he's everything that you look for in in a competitor. I'm not sure where face guarding falls in that gray area of what you can and can't do, but apparently Trent's been doing it well. Well, you know, uh, you, you can't really face guard uh, a point guard, and I imagine that they're going to have him out front today, and I, I don't know what, what he really means by all the face guarding. I don't see that much of it, although on the wings they do face guard. You're right. And they, uh, they have created a situation where uh, – Opponents are, are basically uh, losing the ball on 24% of their possessions. That's unbelievable. 21 turnovers in that last game by Maryland. 15 in the second half, wasn't it? That is what Brad Underwood's defense is supposed to be about, forcing yeah. those turnovers yeah. but not And not many give fouls. up the layups. But we didn't give up the layups against Minnesota the last time either. Yeah, absolutely. They owned Minnesota. Minnesota just looked lost. And mm -hmm. that is – Brad's style can – create havoc and can get you all out of rhythm 
But it, it's going to be tough tonight for the Illini because it's just a different psychology. You're going to be in, either in a building that's pretty hostile or a building that's going to be unusually empty because of the weather. It's hard to beat a team twice in a row this close together. I, this would be pretty significant if the Illini can pull this off. It will be significant. And, and I will tell you that I don't think that the, that the barn is a great place to shoot. Because I, just the, the, it's different. It's, it's up. You know, you step up to get on the, the arena and uh, on the arena floor. And somehow, uh, but, but Illinois has been very fortunate there. They won 12 out of the last 16 there. We'll get you our keys to the game when we come back. And then still to come, Brian Barnhart's conversation with assistant coach Orlando Antigua. Fighting Illini game day. It's Fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. You know, it can be an advantage uh, having them this quick. It could be a disadvantage. Uh, you know, we we're, we know we're getting a different Minnesota team than we saw here. And you look at the numbers, uh, the numbers don't lie. They've uh, Coffee, Gabe, Kalsher, all those guys shoot it better at home. Uh, they play a little faster at home. Uh, so we know we're getting, we're, we're getting a different team. Uh, that's a great challenge for us. And uh, we expect it, and we should be. Uh, we've had two great days of practice, and and I expect us to go in there, and no matter what the temperature is, and uh, and uh, play our tails off. And that's uh, we've got to bring the fight. Brad Underwood talking about the Illini facing Minnesota tonight, two weeks after they beat them at the State Farm Center in a handy fashion, 95 to 68. Lauren Tate here with me, Scott Beatty. It's our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne. And Loman Ray Insurance. We talked about limiting Jordan Murphy and rebounding two weeks ago. Yep. And they did a job on it, didn't they? Wasn't yeah. that terrific? So whatever we said two weeks ago, if there were anything else in but, terms of keys, but games, did you just do it again. Co- did you know Coffee's going to go for two for 13? I mean, Coffee's a good player, and they've got to stop him because he, uh, you know, he'll break out if, you don't, if you're not careful. As I recall, they had some looks at the hoop that just didn't fall last sure. time. And those yeah, are ones that seem to go in at home and they're back on the home court but i will tell you their top three scorers collectively as a trio are under 30 percent on threes make them shoot it out just don't give them the lay. don't give oturo layups like he got in the champ he got he was seven out of ten because he was shooting in tight and keep murphy away from the board how you do that i don't know but they did it last time so do it again saw a statistic where they're among the top teams in the country in free throws missed or worst as he will they miss a lot of free throws but that's because they take a lot of free throws. They get to the line, limit their trips there. That mm-hmm. can help you a lot as yeah. well. But shooting is not their strength, and yet you never know when a team's going to get hot. But maybe Illinois can continue this thing. Uh, if, if they shoot well at Madison Square Garden, there's no reason why you can't shoot well in the barn. Absolutely. All right, Lauren, stay warm, okay? I'm trying. Enjoy the ball game. Appreciate it very much, as always. Fighting Illini game day and our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champaign, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Also brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance. Coming up, the Coach's Corner, the voice of the Fighting Illini, Brian Barnhart, talks with Orlando Antigua. An 8 o'clock tip tonight for Illinois and Minnesota. (music) 
Fighting Illini game day carries on here. It's Illinois and Minnesota tonight. Time for the coach's corner. Brian Barnhart has a discussion now with assistant coach Orlando Antigua, who has the scout. He had the scout against the game at, for the game against Minnesota at the State Farm Center two weeks ago. That that turned out pretty well. Here's Brian with Orlando. Orlando Antigua joins us. He's got the scout for the Golden Gophers. First of all, it's cold out there. Just a tad bit uh, chilly. <laughs> you know, I think it's a uh, hundred degree. Uh, disparity between here and, and Tampa. Uh, it's <laughs> minus 52 here and it's 53 degrees in Tampa. Yeah. So. <laughs> so you've been doing some research today. Yeah, I got I got that text from my wife this morning and uh, I said, yeah, nice. Thanks, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I know you uh, grew up in the Bronx. I mean, it gets cold there, but I mean, even Minnesotans are like, hey, this is, uh, this is a little too cold. Yeah, I mean, even the cold is afraid to go to the Bronx. Uh, it doesn't get this cold <laughs> out there. I think this is an Antarctica uh Antarctica uh, cold, um, but, you know, I think everyone is dealing with it and, and mm -hmm. just got to make sure you layer up and stay inside yeah. and, you know, you pray for anyone that's been hit with some hardships that has to try to manage and, and, and figure out ways to find shelter and and uh, you pray for those people and, and in the same regard, you, you're thankful that, you know, you got a roof over your head and you can mm -hmm. be somewhere warm and that's protect. Right duck in and out which we've been doing the last day or so with uh, Williams Arena how do you think the guys are looking responding after the big win last weekend well uh, <clears throat> that's going to be one of our challenges I, th I think they're in a great frame of mind right now um, and I think as, as coaches our job is to remind them that you know coming off of a big win that we had um, at home and then going into the the Iowa game uh, we were a little bit too confident and being able to hand, handle not uh, handle success, mm -hmm. and be able to build on that success, which is going to kind of be our challenge now. And as we know, winning on the road is difficult, and beating a team that that you played well against at home, uh, you know, makes it that much harder when you come play them at their place. Yeah, I'm sure you've been on both sides of this, but as if you're on Richard Pitino's staff and you're scouting this game, you know what happened, what went wrong the first time. Yeah. But on our side, we did a lot of things right. So how do you? How do you approach it the second time around on this side of it? Well, well, we can. Well, it, it, that's difficult because we, what we do know is that they're going to come out with uh, with a little more fire, a little more intensity. Um, we've got to match that same intensity, and we've got to come out with the same sense of urgency and desperation that we had when we played them at home. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it, it makes for a really, really uh, tough game, physical game. I, I can, I would anticipate. And, and particularly with what we were able to do um, against Jordan Murphy in terms of keeping him off the glass and making things difficult for him, for him making things difficult for McBrayer and, and Kofi in transition and, uh, and us being able to get up and down the court. So um, I think the combination of all those things, we're going to have to have a repeat performance and, and match their intensity and their physicality on the road. Yeah, not only throughout the game, but especially early, because you're going to take probably a couple of punches early, just we'll get ready for it and try to match it. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what we've been setting the stage for, guys. Let them let them know that um, that's what's going to be expected. And, and it happens in every conference game, and when you have such a one-sided uh, game like we had at home, because everything was hitting on all cylinders. We, we were making the right reads. We made a lot of open baskets. Um, and, and we've got easy baskets in transition. And I think, um, you know, obviously we want to have that kind of same performance, but understand that we've got to be prepared to grind it out and win by half a point if we have to. 
We'll take a break back uh, to Minneapolis with Orlando Antigua after this on the Coach's Corner. It's assistant coach Orlando Antigua, the Coach's Corner, as we have before each game here tonight in uh, frigid Minneapolis, taking on a Golden Gopher team. Now, the Illini coming off that big win, Tevian Jones uh, really added a lot of punch from the wing. You guys have seen that coming, though. We've seen it in practice. But to do it in a game, stay out of foul trouble, that was big. It was big. It was big, and, and I think um, you saw a glimpse of it in the first game against Minnesota where um, he got in transition, and he, you know he's, he's really athletic, he's really fast, and he's got a great feel of being able to score the ball, and you saw a little bit of that. Um, he picked up the quick foul in the, in the first half that kind of took, took him out of the game, out of rhythm, but um, he, he's a guy that, that can put up baskets really quickly. Um, what we have to do and what he's been doing is working on the other side of the court so that he can stay out there and, and help us because he can rebound, he plays above the rim, um, he's strong, and he's getting stronger. All right, we've talked about Murphy, and uh, we did a good job on him last time, kind of frustrated him a little bit, it seemed like. Uh, three rebounds, how do you duplicate that? It's hard. It's hard because since uh, since our game, he's gone on to have a 21 rebound game and, and two 11 rebound games. So you know he's going to make a, a conscious effort to get to get on the glass. And um, you know we're helping off with some of some of our guards to double team him in terms of finding bodies. Uh, Georgie and uh, Samba did a good job, and, and Tev did a good job. AJ did a good job on him, and, and we're going to have to do that again. We're, we're going to have to be prepared to be as physical and meet them and. As well as as Jordan, we cannot forget and overlook, you know, the, the freshman Oturo, who had four offensive rebounds in, in that first game and 17 points. Um, we we did a solid job on the rest of the group in terms of only allowing two two people to have to be in double digits. Um, <clears throat> so we've got to kind of try to make things difficult for everyone else and not give them second and third opportunities. And and Oturo is going to be a big factor. I think Eric Curry is going to also be a guy that can come in now who's played more uh, each game. He seems to be getting in a good rhythm. I know coming off the injury, off the knee injury, and uh, he's a guy that, that can extend the court out to 17, 18 feet consistently and with space even shoot threes. And, and I think we have to do a good job on him as well as another big. Looks to me like Kalsher's coming on too a little bit. Double figures for the last six. Had a good game against Iowa. He did. He did. He had 19 <laughs> against Iowa, and they had a couple of those guys that had uh, – Jordan had 20 – 21, 23, and Kofi had 20, 23, 21, you know. Um, but but Kalsher is a freshman that's playing at home, mm -hmm. and a lot of the shots and opportunities that he got at our place, he's going to make here. So we've got to make sure that we find him early in transition, mm -hmm. um, make him make him uh, put it on the ground, and, and drive him off the three-point line. It is, uh, I mean, it's obvious. Teams play better at home. They're just yeah. more comfortable. They just seem to play faster. Is that right? I mean, teams at home just seem to play quicker? Yeah, they do. They do. And, and, and this Minnesota team in particular plays a lot quicker. Um, I think the disparity, you know, for freshman, uh, Clashore, his numbers stay pretty consistent. But you see the numbers in the McBrayer and the Kofi and the difference. Uh, one is a eight percentage points difference in terms of how they're shooting it. And the other one is, is drastic. It's like a 30, 30, almost 30, 30% difference mm -hmm. in terms of how they shoot it at home compared to on the road. Mm -hmm. And so we know that we've been trying to communicate that to our guys and we've got to do a great job of, of, of slowing down their transition, their sideline break, because they like to run really fast and, you know, pass the ball ahead without bouncing it and make them have to bounce it against our set defense. 
I don't know if you've played here before and you've coached here, but uh, is this a good shooting? Your sense of uh, the floor, the way it is, the or the surroundings, is it a good shooting, Jim? Um, it's, it's a little different, obviously, because of the stage. And so that's kind of awkward at first um, for the freshmen who was going to be the, who are the first time playing in there. But I think the sight lines are the same because the the, the backdrop of the court um, is it helps in terms of behind the backboard. The, the, where shooters have issues is when the sight line and the back where the, uh, behind the baskets is further away. That can cause a problem for for shooters. But I think with it being you know um, the way the arena is. It should be fine. Okay, let's get a win. Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's Orlando Antigua. He's got the coach's corner. Thanks much, Brian. And coming up, more from Minneapolis. Coach's Corner brought to you by Hickory Point Bank. This is News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5, WHMS Champaign-Urbana.